Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 21. It's bring your blanket to church Sunday. So if you did that, it's going to be a super boring message. Hey, a uh, couple of things. The uh, palm parade, I know that hasn't happened at CrossFit in a while. And so our, our definition of a win with that was that no grade school boys killed each other with palm fronds. So we feel like it was a win. If you have your Bibles, like I said, Matthew 21, I just saw somebody going out from the first service and uh, had Bible in hand, and he said, it took you 18 times to tell me to bring my Bible, and I finally brought it. Um, I encourage you to bring your Bibles. I think one of the great gifts is to be able to open the Word, know where it is in the Word, be able to write little notes to remind you of what God is saying to you. So we encourage you. It's always on the screen, but if you have Bibles, bring your Bibles. You can always take a Bible on the way in as well. We are coming out of this Lenten series where we looked at different psalms. And each week we would try and take a word, and the very last word that we took was wait. Which I don't know about you, the idea and the challenge of waiting is significant in my life. Um, And now we enter into Holy Week. And if you think about it, we're looking at God's people in the first century who had been waiting. They had been waiting for the Messiah, for the Deliverer to come and free them from the oppression in which they were under. So, like Mikey said, I encourage you, um, I encourage you to take Holy Week joyfully and seriously. Um, to think about the different markers along the week and as they form us. The, on Palm Sunday, we talk about what does it mean to wait and what are our expectations of who King Jesus will be. And then on Thursday, which is all, always called, often called Monday Thursday, we're going to have a Seder. And uh, if you've never taken part in a Seder and seen how a lot of that pointed towards Jesus Christ, we encourage you to sign up and come. And then Good Friday, um, in a solemn way, we will remember that Jesus died for the sins of the world. And then we'll come back together on Sunday morning. And uh, it's one of those things where sometimes in church it's like, do we give away what's going to happen on Sunday? And I think you guys are smart enough that you know next Sunday is Easter Sunday. We celebrate the resurrection, right? So we'll talk about it along the way. Because we wait in a different way today. So Matthew chapter 21, if um, you're new to Crossview, one of the ways is we read down and talk about Scripture. We try and understand what it meant then so that we can faithfully live it out now. Matthew 21, starting in verse 1, it says this. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent ahead two disciples. They're heading towards Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And if you think about it, this was the greatest of the annual festivals for the Jewish people. And as you're going towards Jerusalem, you're getting more and more excited. It's like waiting for Christmas. They're walking along, getting closer and closer, and you can see it. And there's this anticipation that is building. They are excited to go see people that they hadn't seen in a while, remember and celebrate what Yahweh had done for them. Then it says in verse 2, Jesus said to them, Go to the village, talking to these two disciples, go to the village ahead of you. And at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything, do you say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away? Um, I don't know about you. Often you read through scripture and you're like, so why, why did they give the, the, the colt and the donkey to these two disciples? I mean, it's a little weird that they would just give them away. But I think what is key is that word Lord. You see, in the first century, Lord was not a term to talk about the divinity of Jesus. It was a term to talk about kingship and lordship. It was a term used for Caesar. 
And when these two disciples went to the city and said, the Lord asks for it, it was basically saying, this one that's claiming to be king that we're all super excited about, he's asking for it and he's the Lord. So the Lord is asking for it. Give it to the king because the king is going to ride into town. Verse 4. So this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and a colt, the foal of a donkey. I think it's interesting that Matthew explains this triumphal entry, this Palm Sunday entry by referring to the Old Testament. You see, if you were a faithful Jew, your uh, nationalistic hopes that God was actually coming to deliver, they were running high. Because Jesus had been doing some crazy things, healing people, claiming to be the Messiah, claiming to be the one that was going to deliver, and everything, on some level, everything that he had done was pointing towards and giving them the hope that the deliverer, the the one who would give them independence, had actually come among them. And then verse 6. This is usually where we camp out. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on the floor for them to sit on, on the, on the uh, donkey for them to sit on, for Jesus to sit on. And uh, this is usually where we stop, because what's interesting about this is instead of coming in like Braveheart on a stallion, sword raised, ready to defeat the enemy, Jesus comes in on a beast of burden, on this meek and gentle animal. He comes in in a very different way. Even though it fulfills that Old Testament prophecy, he comes in in a very different way than they thought it would actually happen in this humble and gentle way. And if you think in the first century when every time Jesus said, I'm the Messiah, or you see that word Christ, which means king, it was this against who Caesar was saying he was. And now King Jesus is looking at a little different. You can imagine it, riding in on this little donkey Feet probably dragging on the ground. This isn't quite what they expected, but the response, their their hope is so high, the response is interesting in verse 8. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while the others cut branches, which is the palm fronds, what the kids were waving today on the trees, and spread them on the road. The crowd that went ahead of him and those that uh, followed shouted, Hosanna, which means God save us, just simply means God save us. Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And you can imagine their hopes, everything is so high, they're screaming at the top of their lungs, waving those palm fronds. They think that independence has finally arrived. They will now be freed from the oppression that is all around them. Um, I hope you can get that picture in your mind a little bit. When you read scripture, you try and imagine what it would be for you to be in the crowd, for you to be part of the story because we are part of the story. And so we imagine that hope. And then here's what I love, verse 10. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The response from the crowd is interesting. The crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. I love verse 10, who is this? I think it's perhaps one of the most important questions we ask again and again and again. No matter where you are in your faith journey this morning, maybe you're pre the whole Jesus thing, maybe you've been in it a while, we should ask again and again and again, who is this Jesus? 
And in the passage that we see Matthew talking about, he's this meek and gentle king. But isn't it true that context always matters? So what, what is this meek and gentle king all about? Look at the next couple of verses. Jesus entered, verse 12, it says, Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. By the way, they were supposed to be buying and selling. Inside the temple, there were tables set up so people could come in. And if you weren't coming in with the animal to sacrifice, you could buy it there so that you could fully participate in worship. So they were supposed to be there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling. Wait, is this the, this is the gentle king? What does this mean? He overturns it. Of those selling doves, it says, it is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. You see, the reason Jesus came in, the reason he is so irate after just coming in as the gentle and meek king is because these people were selling the sacrifices for too much and the poor among them couldn't take part in worship. And at the very heart of God and the very heart of what we see in Jesus is that God wants all people to be able to come to him and have a relationship. Can I get an amen? That's what we're about, right? That's why Jesus is angry because some people are being left out of what that looked like. So we have this gentle and mild king right after going in and saying, you're leaving people out of it. That doesn't sit right with me. And so who is this? Who is this Jesus? Another way to put it might be to say, what do you think of Jesus? What do you think of Jesus? If you had to, I, I Googled last night and just Googled images of Jesus, which is, by the way, super interesting. I encourage you to do it. You know, it's everything from clip art that you remember going up on the flannel graph. Kids, ask your parents what a flannel graph is after church this morning to pictures throughout church history of what people have thought that Jesus looked like. And as I looked at him and as I began to try and, and really dig a little bit into my soul is often Jesus looks a lot like me. Or often Jesus looks a lot like what I need to be done at that moment. I, I don't know that my Jesus that I would draw is the one riding in on a colt. I don't know that the Jesus that I follow, the Jesus that I'm supposed to be like, is turning over tables and saying this isn't right, and when things aren't right, we actually do something about it. That's the king in this passage. It's interesting. The early church, and the early church, by the way, what they were trying to do is figure out what this whole Jesus thing was about. This big, massive, he's the Messiah, he forgives sins. And here's one of the, the hymns of the early church, Philippians 2. We looked at this last summer. It says this, verse 5, In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality something with God to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. The early king, part of their understanding of who Jesus was, which we're going to talk about, it's a, it's a big thing, right? Part of their understanding was this was the suffering servant. This was the one who humbled to the point of death. 
then here's the hymn. They actually sung this in the early church. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. They sang that because they knew who Jesus was. I think for all of us in here, I, I, I don't care, I, I care about where you are in your faith journey. But we're, we're here to say wherever you are on your journey of faith, I think one of the things that we do again and again and again, and one of the things that Holy Week allows us to enter into a little more fully is to say, what do you think of Jesus? Who is this? And to be able to break down some of our understanding, some of our misconceptions about who Jesus is and go to scripture and say, I want my understanding of Jesus to align with what the gospels say about who Jesus is. That's our journey. That's our life journey. I think I might have mentioned this amazing piece of art before, but um, my mom sewed this for me when I was probably in late grade school. Well, maybe mid-grade school, whatever. And... As far as I know, this is the only thing my mom ever sewed for me. Um, she does listen to my messages, so if I'm lying on that, I'll be in trouble. But her whole goal in this was to put together a piece of art, in essence, that got at all that I was and who I am. And so she has naturally some sports there. This had to be in the Colorado time because that is a cowboy hat. Um, That's amazing. Uh, there's a baritone. You might pull that out someday again. There's a Bible. Um, if you have heard my story, since an early, early age, I wanted to preach God's word. I would gather my family together and share with them John 3.16, and they would walk forward again and again and again. But I think the journey of faith is a lot like that. We again and again and again say, who is this? Who is this Jesus? And what we should do Once again, no matter where you are on the faith journey is, you continually put together a more full picture of who this God is. And for some of you, it's, wow, God loves me and wants to have a relationship relationship with me, and that's the first piece that you put together. And for some of us, we live as people of power and getting stuff and wanting to be in control, and we see the meek and gentle king, and it reminds us that we follow a different sort of king than the kingdoms of the world. The question again and again and again is who is this? The way I want to close before we sing our final song is I saw a video a few years ago and I wish I could preach like you're going to hear in this video. But it's a video that just simply says for about three, three and a half minutes, who is your king? Check it out.